This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right. Ready, Freddy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to start it like that. <laughs> We're talking about it. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. Once again, today on Good Christian Fun. I want to see cats. I wanted to yuck everybody, and I didn't. Hey. I'm just killing. Disgusting. Okay, it's what's it? I love Zinga. Jesus Losers, in other words. Oh, well, you want to get in the bathtub? <laughs> it's Sicario. Very familiar with like the concept. Usually, Sophie Serrat. Sophie Serrat. Sophie Serrat. He sort of feels me out. I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're all the little she dogs. <laughs> Bit all the he dogs. <laughs> On Good Christian Fun. Good Christian Fun is a podcast where we go for it and talk about Christian pop culture, Christian music, <laughs> movies, entertainment, stuff made for, made by Christians. But actually, it's made by Christians. But it's actually for everybody. Yeah. Anyone can enjoy this stuff. Everyone does enjoy it's it. It's definitely not exclusive and alienating and weird to listen <laughs> to baseball. and be like, oh, okay, I guess not everything is for me in the culture. <laughs> But we're not here to make you go to church or make fun of your beliefs. We're just here to have good Christian fun. And today, once again, the hunt is back on. We've been doing a lot of toppies, a lot of topics. Groves, Mac, frickin', uh, what was the other one? Oh, the frickin' second, uh, second glance. glance, second yeah. chance. Now yeah. we're zooming back out. We're going like, what's the... What's the landscape of things, you know, in general? And honestly, much like Hillary in Michigan, this is an episode where we're just, just chilling. chilling. That's right. <laughs> We're doing it with a very special guest who we will introduce right the freak now, friends and folks. She is a podcaster. You may know her from her shows. Allison Rosen is your new best friend or childish. Everybody give it the hell up for Allison Rosen. Thank you. Everything's coming up, up Rosen. We rehearsed that so long before you got here. You know what's crazy? I've had this name for my entire life. All 27 years of it. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, I mean, it's, it's true that I've had it. Yeah, it's yeah, a lie that I'm... At least 27. Yeah, at yeah. least 27 of them. Mm-hmm. Plus or and minus. plus a few the... more. And no one's ever sang that No one me. has ever sang no, that No, I get the Elvis Costello song, or I used to get that a lot. Allison. Yeah. Oh. Um, this world... You want me to keep singing it? No, that's fine. Okay. Um. But I really liked that kind of just big... Broadway energy. Yeah. It made me feel good. Well, it sounds like you got a new segment for the show. You coming over and singing that song? Everything's coming <laughs> yeah, up. That's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm already, or yeah, it could be me. It could be you talking about things mama's that are coming, coming up in up, your life. 
Mama's going back. Mama's and you are a mama. Yeah. Unlike that dinosaur show, you are the mama. Oh, what was that show? (laughs) No, no. What is that show? Dinosaur on ABC. Did they say you're the the mama? The baby dinosaur says, "Not the mama." Oh, I I thought the baby's catchphrase was, "I'm the baby, gotta love me." It was both. No, it was both. They're not equally famous. Was this only on for one season? Because this is ringing a bell as something I'm aware. Show, yeah, that I missed out on entirely. Just just imagine like disgusting puppets. Uh, There was dinosaurs. You'll remember it. You don't. You don't have to imagine. You do that one more time and I'm going to throw you across the room. <laughs> oh, how lovely. Not the mama! <laughs> That's comedy. That's the... What wow, year was this? This is early 90s. This is a Hinson Studios is a joint. Movie? No, it was a TV show. It ran for like two to three 90s. seasons. The series finale, no that. joke, ended with... Uh, climate change ending the dinosaurs <laughs> and making Ooh. them extinct. And Al Gore is watching home like, hell yeah. Getting an idea. <laughs> yeah, this gives me an idea. A boring, boring idea. Do you idea. remember it now? Is no. this not ringing a bell? No, but I've heard about it and I've had this conversation before of like, okay. when was it? <laughs> but somehow what I missed this? it entirely. I, I, I might have been, I was in high school then, so I, I was I remember I was watching Charles in Charge quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, you so I guess I was things that were more sophisticated, like <laughs> yeah, Charles, Charles in Charge, Charge. Yeah. Scott Bayo, a man Lewis. who's famously aged very well, <laughs> right? <laughs> to the the, mm-hmm. the current climate and uh-huh. culture. Yeah, no, I'm definitely uh, not the weird one for knowing not the mama. <laughs> you yeah, you're, there's probably like a million people that are like, yeah, Kevin, not the mama. You're the best. Yeah, we love Shit, you, Caroline. We love you, Chili. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Have you gotten a lot it's of traction true. with your chilies, love? Mm. Kevin got a gift card a hefty from a gift listener. Card. <laughs> oh, I that was addressed to him and a friend. Yeah. From chilies. What, oh, what are we? What's not hefty? from chilies. They like tweeted at me once, but uh, listeners know. Listeners know what's up. Yeah, it was a, I've been teasing my chilies podcast. Just for you could get probably two or three appetizers. It was real nice. Um, in this, in a post, Rob Lowe has a podcast culture and landscape. I may need to start a Chili SpawnCon podcast. <laughs> it might need to I happen. If Chili's is like on the pulse enough to like know about influencers that love Chili's. Yeah, uh, well, they they're are. not they, over, like they athletes, have. Like, I'm you know? sure they have some young person working for them who does. Wait, Rob Should Lowe has a podcast. He will have a podcast uh, very soon. Because you know now there's this Kevin Bacon podcast. Oh yeah, there's oh, a Kevin Bacon podcast. Well, it's that's kind of a different thing because that's uh, there's only room for one Kevin in podcasting, <laughs> and it's spacey. <laughs> And it's no. called Let Me Be Frank. <laughs> well, I Ew. sit down with anyone who will talk to me anymore. Well, another week, no guest. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. It's a scripted show on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a, co- a collab with Audible. It's written by a bunch of people I used to work with over at Funny or Die. Oh. Kevin Bacon was very cool he when, whenever like he would nice come guy. in. Him and his wife, Kira, they're just regular folk. Yeah, I like I, them. I um, interviewed him a million zillion years ago for um, Wild Things, Ooh. and he was very cool. Yeah. Did you ask him to recreate any scenes from Wild Things in no, the interview? Okay. I wish I had. You yes. liked his vibe, though. He seemed like a... Oh, I, I was... Really, really, I would like to, to break myself off a piece of his vibe <laughs> oh, yeah. way back when. Allison was an early crush loose. of mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's aged very well. Allison, thanks so much for joining us Thank on the show for today. Me. What is your history with religion? Well, I grew up in Orange County mm-hmm. in a pretty uh, religious, or at least believing in God, kind of place. 
And I didn't believe in anything. I was raised really with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hid that because I think I had said, I told a babysitter that I didn't believe in God once. Um, and then you told a baby. The baby was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the baby crawled right up the, wo- right back into the world. <laughs> oh, like, I'm leaving. Not like, for me. No yeah. <laughs> um, I think I had mentioned it to a babysitter, not yet having an awareness that this might be an unusual thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And she was like, you, she seemed just shocked by this. Like, you don't? So then my parents told me, like, keep that on the down low. Except we didn't say down low back then. <laughs> I do actually have a question. Yes. Nowadays, I feel like it is not that unusual to not believe in anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's much more common now than it was back then. Or if it's just that I'm older and I'm around different people and I was in more of a homogenous environment. I don't know. But anyway, um, so I didn't believe in anything, but I had an awareness, a pretty strong awareness of Jesus and what he stood for. And I was super into that. And as a young person, what I thought Jesus stood for was forgiveness, a lack of anger. Like I've always had a hard time with anger. It scares me. I don't like it. I don't like vengeance. I don't like violence. I I prefer a lack of hostility. I prefer, you know, I'm non-confrontational, it, which is a whole separate thing and something I have worked on. But um, it is, I've always been much more comfortable around things that are calm. And so to me, Jesus was turning the other cheek. I think that was it, turning the other cheek and loving Love, love instead of hate. And I think that, that those were kind of, I mean, I, I was young, so it was like a black and white kind of thing, but that's what right. he meant to me then. And my best friend was Mormon, so I went to a lot of Mormon stuff with her. Maybe when I was around, I don't know, I want to say 12 or 13, I asked my dad, like, why don't we have anything? Why don't we go to anything? I did not yet know I was Jewish, which is insane. Oh my gosh. And I will did get into not that. Yet know. That's a lot. That's a big one. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um Discuss. <laughs> so and that's he, why I gotta say. <laughs> he had gone um he had gone to Quaker co- a Quaker college uh-huh. and that always resonated with him. So he's like, Well, why don't we find a Quaker meeting? So we we I considered myself Quaker for a period of time. We went to Quaker meeting. Um that being said, Quakerism or Society of Friends always struck me more as a philosophy than a religion in terms of the way that I like understood what a religion would feel like. So that didn't really stick, although I'm sure that I probably agree with a lot of a lot of what they stand for. Um, So anyway, I my last name is, as I said at the beginning, no one ever sang that song to me. My last name's always Mm. been Rosen. There's lots of Jewish things about our family. But in this, I know it's crazy. And I've told this a number of times, um, not on this podcast though, <laughs> but I just mean there's, yes. there's someone listening who's like, "Bitch, we get, we get it. it." Oh, please repeat yourself <laughs> we away. We get it, yeah, bitch. We don't get it. I, okay. We don't. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't very comfortable. <laughs> no, I love that though. Saying I feel the like viewers. that needs to be like written on a piece of wood and hung in a we podcast studio. Bitch, it. we don't get it. <laughs> Misogyny, bitch, we don't get it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, my dad is older and I think he grew up with a lot of anti-Semitism and he's just sort of an anxious, fearful person anyway, and didn't really connect with Judaism in a, in a religious sense. And so I think he felt like if she doesn't think she's Jewish, that's just going to be better for her in the long run, especially if we're in this sort of 
backwards town in Orange County Super where they've, um, you know, there's like two Jews and uh, they're very into letting you know that like, oh, I met a Jew once. Um, so <laughs> so you thought he might save you from some racism. That's what he stuff thought. Too, if you my didn't know. Yeah. feeling is all has my thing is like, OK, well, then just go all the way, though, and change our name and give us a. Uh, backstory that holds water as opposed to everything about us is Jewish. I have relatives that died in the Holocaust and I knew this and my last name's Rosen, but I'm walking around saying I'm not Jewish and people were always telling me I was Jewish. I, it's not, not a, Weird. not a traumatic story, uh, but just a, a little anecdote. Um, I worked at Sam Goody. Do you guys remember Sam Goody? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right next to Tower Records. (laughs) (laughs) I worked at Sam Goody. I was a greeter. Uh, Caroline's sweating right now. Yeah. I don't know what that is. You don't know Tower Records? I know what Tower Records is. Yeah. Is Sam Goody, they sold like CDs and CDs. Okay. Well, they had CDs too, but I think cassettes was really. And you could buy like tape head cleaner and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, all those defunct things, nice things. And uh, now my car still has a tape player and i use it oh really <laughs> yeah you should go to sam goody get yourself some new cassettes mm. use some new, new jazz they had this super cool machine where you could make your own mixtape like via this machine and it would make it all professional awesome. yeah it was it was pretty cool wow uh so anyway christmas has always been my favorite holiday always celebrated christmas she asked me do you celebrate Christmas I said yes and they scheduled me to work on Christmas or Christmas Eve anyway because they could not wrap their heads around the fact that I'm not Jewish but laughs on them or me really because it turned out many years later I found out well I am Jewish actually I still didn't celebrate Hanukkah but I just mean my my entire life people have been insisting to me that you're Jewish Mm -hmm. in college I remember receiving being invited to the Jewish events and being like, I'm not Jewish. Why is this? Why is everyone telling me? I mean, but mm-hmm. people, and if people believe that you're Jewish and you say you're not, they get very upset about it. So bizarre. Maybe not nowadays anymore as much, yeah. but I mean, that's kind of a thing. I, like I've heard other Jews who, who maybe have said they aren't talk about that. It's like, you are not, a, it, Look at yeah, me. people just get be- stuck on it. It's got to yeah. be some also kind of anti-Semitism of being like, you're trying to pass and I'm so. not going to let you. I think so. Yeah. I think so. That and stinks. I think that, yeah. So people ha- were just like st- insisting my whole life that I'm Jewish. I really thought I wasn't. And then I found out who I was and my dad has been lying to us this whole time. Um, and that was uh, weird to find yeah. out. And, How and did sort you of find upsetting. out? So... My mom and my sister and I were walking around on Balboa Island, which is down in Orange County. And I said to my mom, can you tell me again how it is that we have the last name Rosen? We look Jewish. We have relatives who died in the Holocaust, but we aren't Jewish. And this was a conversation that I had had with them over the years. And then instead of kind of bringing out the litany of excuses that I used to hear, she got quiet and she said, you'll have to ask your father. And that's when I was like, oh, my God. And it's like she passed the buck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if there had been a safe in your room, you know, for years and you'd always been trying. You're just like, I just can't crack it. And all of a sudden you hear that like little whatever's inside Ah. a lock. You hear something Mm. click and you're like, I'm onto it. So then. Sorry, real quick. Was your mom Jewish? Yes. Okay. But that was never discussed either. Right. Okay. But she went along with it 
but never I think probably never actually told a lie because I don't I I know that like it's all like your dad was kind of the secret keeper he was the boss of this one and mom kind of like <laughs> implicitly like kind of okay, went yeah. along with it but I think she didn't necessarily agree with it as much okay. um, I think she might have had more of a, a, a relationship to Judaism mm. than he did and also she's the one whose mom came over from Vienna and her mm. mom's her her mom's brother and parents didn't make it and her it's like a very sad story her mother as opposed to all those uplifting stories from the Holocaust that you might hear about, mm-hmm. this one doesn't have a happy ending. Uh-huh, so shoot. she made, but she made it over, and then she, she had raised enough money to get them over because you had to. I don't. There were all these hoops you had to jump through, yeah. and so she had like just finally raised enough money, and then she got the letters from the Red Cross saying that they had died. So oh my that gosh, was all very sad. that's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, but. She told me that she said to him, you know, at some point you're going to have to tell them the truth. Like at some point they're going to find out. Mm. And I don't know what he said at that point. So anyway, that's my crazy backstory. And I really know very, very little about Judaism. I've never been to a Seder. Around the different Jewish holidays, I will Google to find out what is it that people think I'm doing right now. And I, I feel like, especially now that I have kids... I would like to acquaint myself with the religion or the culture or the faith or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the right term for it with Judaism, but I just like haven't yet. Yeah. Just like the tradition. Yeah. Cause that was going to be my question is like the religion question, especially when it comes to people in relationships or when you get married, it doesn't really have that much bearing for most people right. until you have kids. Yeah. And then it's like, Ooh, what do I want to raise the kids with? Right. So where's it at now with that? Well, Daniel is similarly not religious. Her husband, not her child. (laughs) Just to be clear. It's it's up to the kid. Um, I prefer agnostic at this point. (laughs) You're four. (laughs) Um, We're both, I would say, it sounds uh, so cliche to be like, we're not religious, but we're spiritual. But I mean, we do both have this desire to believe in something bigger than ourselves, even if it doesn't necessarily mean I believe that after I die, I, Alison Rosen, will persist. Like, I don't think, I, I would love to believe that. I don't personally believe that my own consciousness will keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea, in it, the idea that your energy keeps going or that you live on in your kids or that there is some sort of, you know, to me, I believe in like, the power of the universe. That's always just kind of the language that I I use. Um, I don't have a desire to raise them specifically Jewish. So I don't think I will do that. But, um, you know, they'll know that they're, they are half Jewish. And if they want to, maybe I will leave it up to them. Hey. I probably will. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how could you not after yeah. a certain point? <laughs> yeah, give like them the a choice. Pu- I could pull a my dad maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> I think the jig might be up a little quicker. Because if young Allison Rosen had the internet at that right. age, she might have just like done a 23 and me Google <laughs> real quick together. and been like, yes, I am Jewish. Yeah. Do you oh, think yeah, if you well, had known as a kid, you would have like wanted to participate in it more? No. Or was it still such a long shot based on where you were living and everything? I think that there was a lot of internalized anti-Semitism in my house or self-loathing, however mm-hmm. you want to call it. So... I think that if I had, in fact, 
It's I've actually never I don't think I've ever admitted this part on a podcast. So this is an exclusive. Mm-hmm. 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 We, we don't when know. I found out I was Jewish, I was like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. because I it was so important to me. And this was just not never even articulated. It was just like a vibe passed down. It was important to me to not be Jewish. Yeah. Um, and so then when I found out, oh, God, everyone now I'm like. I feel fine about it. I feel good about it. I feel like that is who I am and that's fine. So that was like, was that just like internalized cultural anti-Semitism? Yeah. Okay. Like, well, and probably also the thing too of like, you'd been insisting that it wasn't the case for so long too, that it did feel like you lost like 17,000 arguments, you know, all all at once kind of in a way too. But it was uh, in insisting that I wasn't, there was this hierarchy that that I kind of glommed onto of Mm -hmm. like, it's better not to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think that I had just soaked up this idea that like it's bad. You don't well, want, yeah, if you don't want to be bad. It, that's yeah. that's that's different. That's other. Mm-hmm. That's them. Yeah, that's, and when you're a kid, you don't want to be other. You want to just belong so right. much well, as much right. as you can. And, and, I mean, it might <laughs> Caroline, unless you're I'm a, a little, little different. different. <laughs> Very much like uh, what's that called? Contrarian, contrarian individual. Contrarian. I always get the word contrarian. Four wing three. A stinker, in other words. A big stinker. You know, your your story is kind of similar to my mom really yeah so she's the youngest of six kids her dad very jewish um changed his name from green bomb to green um at some point in new york even though he grew mm. up in brooklyn like just being a jewish guy and then they moved to oklahoma and i think he did want to blend into like the country club cloud right club crowd and so uh yeah he didn't he also said very anti-Semitic things all the time in the house. And so they all were like very comfortable with the fact that like, they're not Jewish, Jewish right. people are ugly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, when they were like teenagers, he told them all. And, like, she said her older sisters like cried. They were so upset <laughs> about it because wow. it was like, it was like a bad thing similarly yeah. too. And then now they're, they're all really into it. They're all Christian, but especially the oldest one is like, very into Israel and like oh, okay. end times and like mm-hmm. how that matches with Christianity yeah. and all that kind of stuff too. So she really, Some really cr- yeah. into it. Yes, very into wow. it. She gifted us like a Hebrew Bible one time for Christmas and we were like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> and it yeah. was... Because like, oh, you can't read it. No! <laughs> <laughs> it, it was pretty, but it was, yeah. It was the move to Oklahoma that prompted him to... I think so, yeah. I, I think he also... I mean, we just lived in America during that time. It wasn't a good right. time. And like, what year? Do you know what year he was born? He must have been born like early 1900s. Okay. Because my mm. mom, no, my dad maybe was like, in Brooklyn too. Maybe in the 20s. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not my really. My dad was born in 33. Oh, really? So similar. Yeah. So probably a similar place they came from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because my mom was born in 55, but she was the youngest. And so, mm. yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they never had any religious. In fact, they went to Christian church their whole life, and I was raised Christian and everything too. So yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's it a weird twist. Weird. Yeah, I'm like one degree removed, but I mm-hmm. can relate a little bit. It's a story that's like it's it's dramatic and messed up. I think, however, I do understand that times were very different back then, and that you know that generation believed in assimilating and Mm -hmm. in not being conspicuous because you don't want to be a target. Mm -hmm. It's very different than how we are now. So I do get that. I just don't exactly like how it uh, manifested. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't have turned into insulting (laughs) the crew. Now I'm like, I I feel, I don't know if this is okay to say, but I do feel envious in some way. Like I, I feel like, 
of the Jewish people that I've known who are really into the culture and mm-hmm. have that closeness, like it's really special and really lovely and like Well, I even think about when and, Guy yeah. Brandon came on the show and talked about yeah. partaking in Seder. I would have so much rather and, <laughs> had that, I think, on some level. Than, like, than, like, silent night. <laughs> all that stuff yeah yeah and now we have a lot of um gentile actors playing jewish folk in a lot of you're talking about mazel well i'm not not talking about mazel <laughs> but that yes that would be i know at one point it was like brosnahan as mazel and then zachary levi who's explicitly evangelical christian oh really oh, yeah. irl yeah playing another jewish man on the show and it's like mm, is this ethical like <sighs> I mean, I know the Paladinos are Jewish, but yeah, anyway. Well, I think I, I've had I think I maybe mentioned when I came on on Maisel Goy's, um, when I first saw Mrs. Maisel, I was like, how is this okay? This to me feels like a burlesque of Judaism. Mm. Like this feels so cartoonish. The parentals, it's like, Other, I, I was like, yeah. should I leave? Yeah. Should right. I watch this? <laughs> right, like, that's, how I, crime. <laughs> that's how I felt mm. given, I think my weird background and my sort of touch and go relationship with it. But then I, I went online, you know, looking to find other people who felt my way, which is what we all do, I think, when we go Absolutely. searching for stuff online. Mm-hmm. And oh, all yeah. I saw was like, it's a Valentine or a love letter to the Jewish people. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm in the, a minority here. <laughs> okay. Scribbled in crayon <laughs> and misspelled. <laughs> right. It's, it's like a Valentine from a three-year-old. Gracious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Very stereotypical, right? That's my reaction. Like, how is this okay? Yeah. But... Not yeah. for me to say. Maybe it's yeah. not. But Maybe I feel it like is. it is for me to say. Well, yeah, I guess it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be more for you but to it, say. But I'm but it's the like, only one, it seems. No, I think, no, I, I, we've heard from listeners where it's like, yeah, this is kind of wacky. This okay. is like too whack uh, to, to deal with. But you do wonder, especially as we keep moving closer and closer to this moment with intersectionality, at which point uh, non-Jewish people playing Jewish people and stuff will be like, Oh yeah, we just you know put Mickey Rooney in the thing, right? <laughs> you know, which seems extreme as a comparison, but you wonder if it could ever get there, or if anti-Semitism is so internalized in the culture that it wouldn't, because that doesn't matter to people making those decisions. Because if you're passing, you're passing either way. So who cares? Yeah, I don't know. it just seems like trading around white people, and so maybe it doesn't seem like a priority or something. Yeah. But it's not right. It's also crazy because it's not like there's a shortage of Jewish people in the industry or anything like that. You know, it's like, oh, we couldn't find anyone to do it. It was like just as great as Rachel Brosnahan. Uh So Uh it's just a shame. I don't know that I have a problem with her, with her being in that role though. I don't think I do, but see, maybe that's the self-hating part of me. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I think that's okay. You're allowed to have an opinion. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I can give it to you. <laughs> I feel we okay. agree in the room. Ergo, it's fine. Oh, yeah. God. It's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you yeah. for letting me share my story. Really cool. interesting tale. Really interesting. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. 
Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's get it. Come on. <laughs> Come on, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, you did not have that much of an exposure to Christian pop culture growing up, mm-hmm. but you did have one big moment maybe a couple years back. That's right. In the form of a piece you wrote for what was the magazine? Seventeen again? magazine. Seventeen magazine. Yeah. They sent me I was living in New York and they sent me to Loon Mountain in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the city is actually. I just know that it was in Loon Mount on Loon Mountain to okay. the Inside Out Soul Fest. This was, I believe, in two thousand two. Is that right? Yes. And it was... It was either 2001 or two, given the artists we were talking about before. Yeah, I think it was 2002. Mm-hmm. I think it was three days there. I interviewed a ton of bands and a ton of kids. There were a lot of kids there, like a lot of youth groups that went. They would mm-hmm. go. They would camp there. They would stay in, I think, like little hotels. I think so. I think so. Like little kids? or Yeah, like, there yeah. were... Well, I interviewed a bunch of girls and i want to say they were like 13 14 15 16 right. yeah they were really pretty young okay, cool. i mean there were a lot of adults there too yeah and then th- so there were a lot of bands um and then there were these like tents and you'd go in and there would be like a lot of pro life stuff and mm-hmm. um which is pretty part else. and parcel with any christian music festival specifically mm-hmm. yeah it's like political mm-hmm. but like graphic like baby parts oh. kind of stuff not not what you horrible want. yeah yeah it was were f- you assigned it or did you i was pitch assigned it, it i was assigned it. oh yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't your heart's <laughs> desire to go out and cover no, it it was my passion <laughs> yeah um yeah, and then so I, I learned a lot of phrases that I had been previously unfamiliar with, like Jesus-shaped hole in my heart. Oh, they, a lot yeah. of people did. They When they would do their te- testimony was another term I learned. Um, so well, guess what, Allison? You just gave your testimony on the Good Christian Fund podcast. Hell yeah. You testified. Had there yeah. been an Allison Rosen-shaped hole in your heart prior to hearing my testimony? Not for me, but for Caroline, I'm sure. Yeah, in fact, there was. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a big one. <laughs> 
And you felt it, baby. <laughs> so yeah. So wait, who, I want to know the other lingo you picked up. Oh gosh, Jesus I'm trying to remember. Jesus shaped hole. Um, Probably being on fire for God. I imagine mm-hmm. body shame generally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the you're church. disgusting. You're not right. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> All sins are the same in the eyes of the Lord. Mm. So that was Oof. to like equivocate homosexuality like yeah well yes it we th- it's wrong but all sins are the same in the eyes of the lord right. jaywalking is also a sin because but they were talking about jay leno <laughs> <segment>. <laughs> they're like that is a it's sin, a sin. That Car- out carpool about- karaoke is a sin I you, that, <laughs> that, that, that wacky is true, is true. <laughs> because um, isn't there something in the bible that says you have to obey the laws of the land Oh yeah, rendered to Caesar what is Caesar's. So therefore, they would say that jay. So that means you're not allowed to jaywalk. So so jaywalking and homosexuality are the same. (laughs) Oh, and then also, people praying. I had never seen people praying with their hands up, like with the Jesus antennas. Uh So that was the first. (laughs) Did you do that? that. Did you do that, Caroline? Um, Yeah, I think there. I would do that sometimes during worship or during like the sing along time. Mm Um, I would just do a I, quick point and then I, go oh, back I'm out. So self-conscious. <laughs> really? About it. Yeah. Is it, but are your hands like receiving the it's word? Like, I think it's yeah. I think it's supposed to be like makes you feel it's closer mm-hmm. or it's like expressing <laughs> the degree of emotion you're feeling in your body. I am so overwhelmed. Right I have to do this. I am, yeah, and it, it's like kneeling too, where like the posture is supposed to reflect like how. I'm trying to be with God. Which so is I'm why I'm feeling I'm trying to be humble or I'm trying to be like Colin Kaepernick should have worshiped. Yeah. Before, like, <laughs> yeah or like your hands up. It's like, I am exuberant. I'm worshiping. I am like open to you. It's not like, and now I'll hear God better. You know, like, I think, I think <laughs> tuning in an antenna, yeah. like okay, yeah. three degrees. To the left. And I think like now looking back, it was definitely like you were feeling the real thing. If you were brave enough to like put your hands up kind of thing. Got it. I remember so a guy I was, I was, like scared to do it. Yeah. Well, and it was so validated by peers too. I remember raising my hands on like a mission trip when I was like 12 or something oh, yeah. singing in the choir. And a guy came up to me, like one of the older guys, this guy named Tim. And he was like, dude, I just want to let you know when I saw you do that and put your hands up. That was just like so powerful, man. It was so oh. beautiful to see you worship the Lord. He was fully sincere. You walk around with your hands up like for the rest Hello, of the day. Yeah. Hello, Denny's or whatever. Are you all right, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, it was that. I felt so hollow about that exchange. That was my first crisis of faith. Wow. When I was a 12-year-old Ooh, boy. Like, I remember why? that vividly. Yes. What? And I went to a dark room and cried. Wait, what aspect wow. felt so hollow about it? Well, because I, um, I think I was doing it because I felt like I should do it mm-hmm. and then feeling the like kind of bald cause and effect of validation from just like another human being of it made it feel like well, is this spirituality like it, it was just like is everyone kind of doing that yeah it's like oh this might be what everyone's doing right. yeah and, and having yeah. some insight into people's internal life and, and thought process right. that it was like you know, and again, I was a kid. I was like 12 or 13 years old. And I was like, shit, this is messed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it like really sad me. I don't I don't think I ever thought about God the same way after that. That mm-hmm. was like a real turning point for me. When you realize me. like wow. you can be performed and still yeah. get the same like, yeah. Yeah, because you just assume when you're a kid and you're looking up to like, even when it's like other high schoolers or older middle schoolers, I guess. <laughs> it's like, well, well, they got it figured out. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. And then you participate. It's like, 
No, oh, which I guess is a lesson we all it. learn as adults yeah. where it's like, oh, surely they no, they probably don't have it yeah. figured out. I get that. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I felt conflicted about it a lot of the time, too, because I was like, is this just an intention seeking measure mm-hmm. or like, am I also trying to like perform that way? So people think I'm spiritual, too. Mm-hmm. And so I would like kind of just meet somewhere in the middle. I was like, right, I'm like going to compromise. Like, if I do it like this. Yeah, if it, like, Caroline's like, put her still, hands like yeah, beneath her neck. Like, I'm about to defibrillate yeah. myself. I'm like, if I <laughs> just have a little bit of like exuberance, but not like everybody could see, then right. I'm okay. So, yeah. So, that's a little insight into that's what so was going on with everybody there. Probably Who'd you interview at the thing? I interviewed Katy Perry. Yes, back when she was Katy Hudson. Hudson. Our um, number one very first What do you remember subject. about that? Or do you remember that exchange very well? I do. Um, I remember that... You called her a teenage dream and she got this weird look at her. I was like, teenage dream, huh? I kissed her and mm. she's like, I think I like she's this. She's like, <laughs> Wow. I wish... So I wish I could find an issue of Seventeen. Um, I was Googling. I couldn't find yeah, any copy Yeah, I can't of find the- it. But... I was able to find, so Gawker wrote about, they linked to a blog post that I had written. When I realized, when I saw Katy Perry, and I'm like, wait a minute, I interviewed her before, way before that. I wrote on my own blog about it at that point. Here's what I wrote about her then. Uh, Katy Perry, so this this was from my 17th story. Katy Hudson is a charming 18-year-old singer-songwriter with big blue eyes and messy dyed jet, messy hair dyed jet black. She has an effortless star quality, but she's also the kind of girl who makes you feel like her new best friend by whispering secrets in your ear and grabbing your arm to tell you something when she's excited. Katie recently signed with the Island Def Jam label, ironically home to Jay-Z and Ja Rule, and she'll be marketed in both the secular and Christian markets. She's uh, worldly and rebellious in a cool kid kind of way. When some of the cute tattooed roadie boys walk by backstage, she flirts with them. Hey, Ethan, she yells. We're talking about sex. This gets Ethan's attention. I love boys, Katie says. Being 18, you gotta love boys. (laughs) Katie has a steady boyfriend, but she doesn't believe in sex before marriage. I know what it does to people, she says. One night, my boyfriend and I went a little too far, and I felt like I'd fallen so so far away from God. Stumble break. I doubted myself and my strength. I was so weak at the time in my relationship with Christ. This kicker, by the way, is amazing. (laughs) If someone is going to have sex, however, Katie absolutely believes that person should use a condom. Some Christians think that if you use a condom, it's premeditated. So nobody uses a condom at all and they have sex and get pregnant the first time. Um, Wow. (laughs) My memory, though, is that she disclosed that she had had sex. So, Uh, but I don't know if I'm misremembering it or if that's what I thought she was intimating at the time or if it got like cleaned up a little bit in the magazine. I did, I met this boy and I interviewed him and he told me that he lost his virginity and felt. This was at the festival. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it at the festival, but this was in the interview at the festival. He told me <laughs> after he was done, he walked straight to you and said, Allison, I got to tell you what just happened. <laughs> he felt so guilty about it. He laid down in the street and <gasps> hoped that he would get run over. Oh my gosh. And he woke up like in the gutter and felt that God had spared him. And this story was so crazy and sad to me mm-hmm. that that was my the original way I started the story and then mm-hmm. 17 was like mm, okay so this is a magazine for girls <laughs> I, don't, I actually forget if they said that or if they're like we just need a new lead need, like, or, or if they little. yeah so 
Yes. This is Seventeen Magazine, not Nineteen Seventeen Magazine. <laughs> Can't be gruesome. What? Well, I my I had come from working at the OC Weekly, which was it like actually just folded, but it was the LA Weekly or just got shuttered. It was the LA Weekly sister paper. I came from alternative first person journalism that was much more hard hitting than Seventeen Magazine. So they're like, this is a huge bummer and it's about a teenage boy so we're not going to start the story this way yes. but that's what always stuck with me yes. I also How did not haunt anyone who yeah. hears it crazy haunting um I also interviewed Mary Mary oh shackles and oh, yeah. yes. skillet, skillet. Yes. Best kept secret. I forget mm-hmm. who else I could find it somewhere it's somewhere I have it somewhere yes probably <gasps> I feel like maybe. Freaking audio adrenaline, Toby Mac, maybe. maybe. Toby, maybe. Maybe Toby. Maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved your description of Katie Hudson, too. And she was all that. And that's why she became very famous. (laughs) Amazing. So that was in New Hampshire. And then I think it was Skillet. Was there a band that had like 451 or some like numbers in their name? Oh, yeah. There was a... Wait, well, there was some 41, but that's not them. No. There, one of the bands. It might have been. It might have been Skillet. I think she went out with the singer. She went out with this one, a guy from one of those oh, bands. Wait, I feel was like that Matt Teeson? Oh, from yes. Lion K. From Lion K. Mm-hmm. Yes. <gasps> yeah. I, well, don't don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Oh, yeah. we're very sure too. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's known that they dated. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was probably at that time too. Yes. They were the Brangelina of CCM. <laughs> we forget yeah. that. Yeah. Then they played at a club in New York, and I went to see them just to. Like, I was, you know, still on the story, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I felt this girl come like, hey, and she came up to me, and like I said, and like she she would kind of like grab your arm and make you feel like she was your best friend. Mm -hmm. And I think she was only 17. She was 18 at the time. It's crazy how charismatic and outgoing and like working it charity was. But we do share the commonality, Allison, that we both interviewed her. Two out of three people in this room have interviewed Katy Perry. (laughs) Which is strange. (laughs) Well, we told her, I think on the very first episode of the show, but I saw her on tour with another Christian band in the Woodlands, Texas, just outside of Houston. We're kind of a part of the Houston County, but um, and I, my buddy was working at the radio station. He was interviewing like Newsboys or Third Day, whoever it was that was the headliner. Headliner. And he was like, "Oh, if you want to interview Katie, you can." You know, we'll just like we had like a little mini disc recorder. It was like teeny tiny CDs, basically, yeah. and recorded it on that. And Put Kevin on that beat. I was like, "What are you?" I mean, we, it's so we played cute. the it's audio. Like, we found so it. Oh. Yeah, which I can't believe you yeah. found it. But it was Any like final thoughts. Yeah, like, like it was <laughs> literally it inspires your music. Yeah. <laughs> She was so cool and like took him seriously and answered super well, bubbly great. and charismatic. And of and, course, yeah. we all had a crush. Like it was impossible not to. Yeah, I don't know how for you someone went. like her and big beautiful eyes and she, yes, yeah, big it was, blue she eyes. was and she was like genuinely fun to be around and sweet. You didn't feel like she was like playing you or right. something. Isn't her dad a pastor? Yeah, she's her, like a really charismatic. That is messy. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think unfortunately. Did you ever watch her documentary? No, it's so good. What is it called? <laughs> Uh, Kevin I think it might I be All it? of Me. Yeah, I think it's called All of Me. <laughs> I wish Kevin was in it. But she talks about her parents and mm. her family. It's also just one of the better like band documentaries I've seen. You really see her kind of like have a breakdown in it. And Ooh, part of me. Yeah, part of me. <laughs> not all Some of me. Um, you don't yeah, it's, all a, of it. it's a little good. And it, it was at the time that she was like married to Russell Brand mm. and all that stuff. And it was, it's good. You feel you like you, check it out. you know her, you're gonna enjoy it. Now, if you're wondering if Soul Fest continues to this day, I am. I am the wondering. answer is hell yeah. It's Heaven still in the same this. area. It's still New Hampshire. 
The Soulfest 2020 lineup includes such uh, tastemakers as Lecrae, Big Daddy Weave, Propaganda, Third Day's Mark Lee, um, <laughs> not Third Day, but Third Day's Mark Lee, Derek Minor, Crowder, Corey Asbury. Corey Asbury is the guy that wrote Reckless Love. Oh, okay. Reckless Hog. Um, <laughs> that gets a little esoteric for me. War of Ages, Oh Sleeper, Saved by Scarlet, Death Therapy, Death Just, Therapy, Justin McRoberts. Yeah, but you're not up on the times, Kevin. These could be big names. Kevin Young Worship. Not everyone's Lauren Daigle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Daigle. Why isn't Lauren Daigle at that festival? Shmear up, child. I think she's literally too big for it. Wow. Yeah, she's she's like uh, she's on a rocket ship to success. Yeah, she's not comparable to like whoever's the biggest in CCM. She's comparable to whoever's Taylor like mid tier. <laughs> no, but whoever's like mid tier pop, I would say. Like mid tier pop right now, mm, Carly Rae. Yeah, yeah, she's mm. she. I I bet she sold more units than Carly Rae's last Dang. album did. Lauren Daigle is this singer who sounds exactly like Adele, and who's a Christian oh, singer. Wow. Yeah, um, but her songs are like kind of poppy, but she's still very openly religious and Christian. Yeah, and she's that's huge, and she has a very like down, girl that can, just came back from a mission trip vibe, <laughs> like all of her hair and her outfits, and like being barefoot all the time. And stuff. I keep fighting voices. This is Lauren Daigle. Yeah, not Adele. Adele dropped the really album. Pretty. I actually really love her music. <laughs> Sorry, but when when Adele comes back, you'll say, "I've been drinking Pepsi too long." <laughs> Coke, Coca-Cola, I'm home. You know what I remember that I think I found frustrating was a lot of the publicists for the bands didn't want to call them Christian bands. Mm -hmm. And they were real like non-committal and kind of cagey about how to classify them. They'd just be like, no, I mean, yeah, we're selling them in Christian bookstores and that, you know, we're selling the record there, but they're not there. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they didn't want them to be defined that way. And so even though they like very clearly were, and also they very clearly were trying to have it both ways. Yes. And so much of them, and maybe this is like uh, Christian music 101, but the lyrics were, it would just, it could be a love song or it could be about Jesus. Yeah. Uh, very Jesus one is my one, boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. No, there is a little bit of a video from 2006. Um, this is some people that went to Soul Fest and some of the children that Allison was describing, we do see in the video. I'm just here because I was raised with Christian family, good morals and everything. So I'm just trying to live life and have a good time. I think the worst that kid stayed Christian for sure. Christians, like when I tell people, I'll be like, in school, I'll be like, oh, Soul Fest, can't wait, and they'll be like, what's that? I'm like, it's this big, huge five-day Christian music festival. I'll be like, oh, Christian music is that like? I love God, and I'm like. No, Christian music is so cool. It fucks. You can find the exact same thing in a Christian band that's like five times better just because it's... Except with no beating up. Except with no beating up. Yeah, more like beating up. No beating up, off or out. Lyrics, a different point of view. Hell yeah. And then there's like, wait, there was like newer videos too. There's just people who are excited about just like worshiping God, listening to some cool music. It's also very like laid back, you know. But one thing that God has done in <laughs> it's my jarring edit. Fest is 
um, it just shown me what can happen with creativity. You know, I'm a musician myself, and just kind of watching these other bands. Kind of a sold out show at the Staples Center. See the platform that they have. I love the presence of God. I love, um, actually, I love the Catholic Catholic tent and adoration and mass, and um, then all the worship that goes on throughout the whole mountain. It's really amazing, you know. While not all of the music is like uh, worship music, it all has the same theme and it's all fulfilling and it's edifying. And it's really cool too because normally we camp and the first thing when you wake up in the morning is hearing like them worshiping up on the mountain. God wonders! Now, it sounds you- like you landed, sorry Kevin, at like a at a moment where people were also realizing that like Christian music was deeply uncool. Mm. And yeah, so they were they like, were very much trying to show how cool it could be. Yeah, well, I mean, you can hear it with these kids yeah. too. Be like, it's not like, oh God, I love yeah. you. You know, it's literally what they are. It slaps. <laughs> it's a bob. <laughs> Me on half the episodes of Good yeah. Christian Fun, and I think that played into the marketing sometimes too. Right. Like Holy. people just think they're a Christian band; they're going to think we're geeks and mm-hmm. never get the like 80 grand effect or whatever right. they were going for sorry guys i'm, I'm laughing on mic because i just saw another tweet about hillary clinton's upcoming <laughs> podcast stop looking at twitter right sorry. now there's too much you good were hillary talking. content <laughs> <laughs> what uh, are you gonna say though nobody likes right. him when i interrupted you oh i think i was gonna say do you ever hear the word edifying not in a church do you ever hear it? No. Edifying. Occasionally I hear myself say it and then I think, am I using that right? <laughs> and you're like, no, wrong word. <laughs> right. Oh boy. I like edifying though as a word. I think it's good. I want to use it in more non-churchy context. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paddington is edifying. It is. He is. Yes, he is. Uh, but now it's time once again for another round of the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. Another round of, so you've done it before. We've done it before. We've, we've searched the long worst. and hard. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Nice distant <laughs> sound. Off in the distance, right? So we've picked two songs. There's no up theme. In the mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> I woke up to that's the Chris. praise of music. <laughs> I wake up 5 30 in the morning from the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. It's time for, for the hunt. The first song is a song by Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yes. Our old little hobbit boy himself. How would you describe Stephen Curtis Chapman to someone who may not be familiar with him? Um, Wholesome, dad, Peter Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Pan-like. Yummy. (laughs) Musician. uh, Just, you know, sweetie pie. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sweetie. He's Peter de- Pan gentle like, on the ears. Like doesn't want to grow up. Like boyish? looks yeah, maybe boyish okay. looking and like, has like, like, a, like sixty now. A like, bubbling spirit about him. Okay. Yeah. I'm picturing Sandy Duncan. Oh, Sandy Duncan. not 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 far off, truly. And we're gonna stick with that. And he has a song called My Turn Now. Mm. Well it's my turn now. <laughs> yes, it's my My Turn Now. Hey, my turn to give my life away. What? I close the book and I shake my head. Sometimes I can't believe the things I've read. I don't deserve what he did for me. Hey, hey. No, you don't. He gave his love and his life away. Now he's asking me to do the same So I'm gonna give him all I am And all I ever hope to be Cause it's my turn now <laughs> Well it's my turn now 
of the faithful men who gave up all they had. And women, Stephen. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he meant like. He used the strong and he everybody. used the weak. He gave the timid words to speak. He called whoever listened in. And now his call goes out again. And it's. now. <laughs> you want to hate it, then you're going to be I can't. singing this in the shower tomorrow morning. <laughs> My turn. Damn it. <laughs> One more time. This is such a uh, like a sitcom theme song feel to it. Just like so wholesome. Yeah. This Thursday on ABC after not the mama. It's my turn. (laughs) If the dad's like, hey, (laughs) mom's dead. It's my turn. (laughs) Right. Remember Sister Kate? Did you watch that? Sister Kate? Oh, is this a nun sitcom? Yeah. Jason Priestley was in it. Ooh, I remember obviously the Flying Nun. This was after that, yeah. (gasps) Steven, he changed. Well, it's my turn now, and it's my turn to give my life away. And so on and so forth. It's my turn now. You feel nothing when you hear that song. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It moved me so deeply that it made me flatline. (laughs) Great stillness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you freeze up when you see your crush. <laughs> I already feel like this is not going to be the worst one though because this one kind of like I did rock out to it a tiny I bit. Rocked out. Uh, not a super problematic message as far as I can tell. My turn to give my life away? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this like a in a the lottery kind of way? I, Wait, he's volunteering his tribute? <laughs> like in the Hunger I think Games it's like situation. A, uh, you know, like you gave so much and now it's on it's beholden on all of us. Jesus to died like on the cross. Give so our it's my life. turn to give my life away. As a living sacrifice. Jesus got it. Too. Or he's no, like, no, 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 it is that. a really yeah, really sad admission that like, he sings well so he died funny. i gotta die now i gotta do it yeah. oh is that what that's that what that means yeah it was like tat. jesus gave his life it's him walking so into an uncharted missionary territory yeah. and people are like slinging <laughs> bows and arrows i'm sure he didn't him. have like literal death in mind but no the music video he he's like literally walking over lava <laughs> and like doing all these death <laughs> of, he's at the, uh, the uh, top of a skyscraper like punching like, a bear <laughs> 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 is this what God wants? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> also, I do think it's a. It's just a funny. It's funny. Lyric, like, like the central metaphor. Uh-huh. Like it could be a meme, right? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> me after. <laughs> I can what? fill it in. <laughs> then why don't you do it? Why don't you do no, it for I got me? It. <laughs> Let, let me in, you guys. What's okay. going on? <laughs> like the meme could be me after I go down under twice. Well, it's my turn now. <laughs> yes, it's my, my turn. Go down under twice. It's my turn. Well, now. it's my turn. <laughs> you reach for your laptop. Yes. I pop up. <laughs> no, it's me singing a cappella. <laughs> but the background lyric is well, in there. The, the guy right here, now. where he's like. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Gary, why are you in here? <laughs> what the heck? Backing you up. That's funny. Oh, man. It feels Reciprocate. Fair. Reciprocate. Everyone should be in reciprocal relationships. Do it. Okay, so that's my turn now by Stephen. 
I knew you were thinking Batman. that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, are you scandalized? You. No, oh, I'm love so it. sorry. I was thinking the same thing. You were? Mm-hmm. Then why didn't you say it first? Because <laughs> I was trying to, uh, I don't know, elevate sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'll get them. mine in. <laughs> hey, more like my well, turn. It's my <laughs> turn now. <laughs> Should I should I play that whenever I want to talk and you're talking over me? Yeah, it's good. You should have well, that on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The yeah. second song. Okay. The second song for us the today contender. is a song. It's kind of a Christmas song, but it's called "While You Were Sleeping" by Casting Crowns, a band we have not covered on this show yet. No. And I will say, in this song, there's a twist. A big old like twist. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, worse maybe, <laughs> maybe a worse twist than that, because that's just about a stupid kid who doesn't have Santa Claus as a This is about an adult man. The little town of Bethlehem looks like another. <laughs> Caroline and Allison have simultaneously fallen asleep. It's <laughs> aged. Above your deep and dreamless sleep, a giant star lights up the sky. <laughs> so it's Bethlehem stuff, it's okay. Christmas stuff. Standard fare. And while you're lying in the dark, the shines an everlasting light. Nice. I like light. Nice little run. One of your favorite things in the movie. <laughs> In a manger tonight. Tonight. He's talking about sleeping. God became a man and stepped into your world today. Oh, Bethlehem, you will go down in history. Like Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> While you were sleeping As a city with no room for his king his underwear (laughs) What's that from? It's like what people sing between Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Oh, like Pinocchio Mm -hmm, Like Pinocchio Like Pinocchio Like Pinocchio Pinocchio. (laughs) Twelve more verses, gang (laughs) Almost there I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm locked in We're truly not to the Twist, yeah. The climax. Yeah, it's my turn now. <laughs> How would you describe this voice? We need to come up with a name for a genre of this voice. Force hoarseness. Force horse. Force horse. <laughs> it's a yeah. force horse. God became a man. Did God become a man because Jesus was born? Yes. Yeah. Oh, like they're passing the cigar around. Hmm? (laughs) You know, like when a baby's born, the dads have cigars in like old old, uh, movies and stuff. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Wait, are you asking that's why Jesus was man-gendered? No, I'm asking God became a man because Jesus was born. Like he became a dad. That's what they're saying, right? Oh, no, he's saying they're saying God like because Jesus flesh. existed like 
in heaven. <laughs> Not like he's a man now. <laughs> God <laughs> finally got his ween. <laughs> Sucked. Yeah, he oh, lost God. his God, God lost his V card. High five. I thought it would be like, a song, a Christmas song. God, like, God lost up. his V card. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the second Can't service. Have a baby. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Uh, you know, like Jesus existed in heaven, and then he became a man by being born. I see human. Like he embodied. Yeah, he's become flesh That's and so blood. That's so funny, God though. I love that, like that though. That is man now, God. <laughs> God, <laughs> I God, is that yours? It was cigars. I love that because I didn't think that we ever knew of God as like younger, <laughs> younger God, young God, yeah, like, like, young God, yeah, young God. <laughs> like young coming Sheldon. of age story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. The okay. same God. That's all I'm gonna think about now. We have finally, after three minutes of build up, arrived at the twists in the song. Right. We've been talking about Bethlehem. We've been talking about the nativity. Here we go. United States of America. <laughs> it's like another silent night. What? Hang on. As we're sung to sleep by philosophies that save the trees and kill the children. Save the trees and kill the children? Yeah. Yeah, that's the philosophy. In the dark, there's a shout across the eastern sky. DC? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the metaphor is now. Where's, what's east? 9-11? And it's carried as bright away in the night. Bye. <laughs> America, what this is Wake Up Sheeple, the song. Right. Like Bethlehem was sleeping. Okay. But listen to this. America, will we go down in history as a nation with no room for its king? Think about it. Will we be sleeping? And it's with the <sighs> lyric United States of America looks like another silent night. <laughs> Who's the bridegroom that took their bride away? I guess that's God, and now yeah. God, it's a godless country I hate now. That this is the worst metaphor. Song. This it's, is the this worst. This is so worse. Yeah. So he was saying, like, similar to how Bethlehem was asleep while the big stuff was happening. God becoming a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally well, getting that America DS. is asleep under our ideals of climate change and, and pro-choice. And pro-choice and pa- Planned Parenthood. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Oh, wow. Hmm. Oh, wow. That I did not see no. the US of A making its way into that song. And who, that, who red, white, and baby. <laughs> <laughs> red, right, white, and goo goo. Uh, this is Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns, a band we have not covered, maybe because of this song. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like there's stuff to say. A super group, if you yeah. will. Yeah. I mean, listen. Wow. Took a little more creativity than Steven. Certainly See, did. That song epitomizes to me why I've always had a sort of like love <laughs> for Christian music. <laughs> yeah. Why you're like well, drawn to it. it. <laughs> why I've I've had almost um a repulsion or, or I've I've felt that it's repellent because I hear that and I'm like, ah, get out of my head, get out of my ears. Like yeah. I can't believe I just gave brain space to that now imagine if you did a podcast <laughs> about this <laughs> only ever caroline has a nosebleed again 
<laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. Nose because um, she's so high up. Because down we, on us? The, I've given so much brain space over to these oh, fellows, mm-hmm. yeah, for years. Well, hey, this is the you don't have to for the next ten days. Well, I love. I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm making money off these dumbasses. So oh my I'm fine god! With it and I'm having a great time. She admitted. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I understand your repulsion and the uh, disgust that you feel for this song and for the whole worldview. And we affirm and validate it. All that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but yeah. then there's some like I remember meeting um, this guy that wrote for Rolling Stone, and he was into Christian. Like there are people. I don't know why I specifically mentioned him. I know people who like. They're into secular music. They were into Christian music. And to them, it's just like another style of music as opposed to propaganda. I could never see it as just another like genre you're into. Right. But you could if it was like Handel's Messiah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's classical. Yeah. I guess so much of CCM spans like like every genre. Or or gospel even. Yeah. Gospel, I think you can fully engage with without engaging with the uh, toxicity. Yeah. You can listen to a Kirk Franklin. I think most of it is like yeah, it's designed as sort of a propaganda or as a way to like lock in with your practice of Christianity mm-hmm. that you already have. Like it's hard to be kind of a casual listener to right. songs like these. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Which is the worst song, friends? Oh, casting Korea. Yeah, that's kind of a rain. Yeah, I, I, I like Chapman. the other one. I think he shouldn't be put in the same room as that yeah. song. And he attends to her needs first too, so that's nice. <laughs> He's a giver. All right. <laughs> He is a giver. Again, just imagine <laughs> Stephen Curse Chapman popping up and saying, <laughs> Well, it's my turn now. Yes, it's. All right. Shimmy his little shorts off. <laughs> Did you say jorts? <laughs> little shorts with some jorts. <laughs> All right, so while oh you were sleeping by casting crowns, at least for today, you are our worst Christian song of all time champion. It makes you a champion. Sloppy metaphor. No, I think it tracks perfectly. <laughs> it's a perfect metaphor. Airtight. Oh, boy. I feel like that took a little life out of us. <laughs> I mean, some songs are giving me life. That one took some out. <laughs> Got drained. Literally. Yeah. Taking life. <laughs> so, Allison, we're dimming the lights right now. Oh. We're lighting the candles in this space. Our hands are up. Our antennas are up. Or at least they're in a place where, like, you know, maybe kind of up. Yeah. Like kind of at that midway Tucked point. under my neck. That's right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tasteful. It's not tacky. And uh, we're not here to lift up our projects or to promote ourselves. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. A project you can lift up. And we start with Caroline. Is my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Caroline's farts. At Caroline's farts I got to make some new content, though. I know that. I got yeah, a comment today slacking. that says, hey, hey, we want more. Really? Yeah. Was and it I Penny? Took it personally. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my dad. Um, it's your dad. So uh, that's one place you can look me up. Um, and then I'll lift up a podcast I've been enjoying. It's a, it's a bit of a heavy topic. It's called The Baron of Botox. Uh, it's about this guy that um, kind of made Botox famous, um, this Miami doctor. Uh, mm. It's fascinating, though, and um, I asked people for recommendations for podcasts la- last week of shows like this that kind of just do like a quick deep journalistic dive on like a person or th- and a phenomenon uh, and thanks for everyone's suggestions they're really helpful yeah there's we'll quite a those. few of those yeah. alright we me. turn it to Allison what do you have to lift up for us today where can We're- people lift you up on social media <laughs> oh they could lift me up at Allison Rosen what just one L okay. on Twitter and Instagram they can also lift up I don't know if I'm using that correctly, but my, you are. Yes. I don't know when, when might this be airing? 
This roughly. might be airing a week from next. It's two weeks from today. Yeah. 13 days from today. Okay. Then you're going to want to go listen to Alison Rosen's new best friend because I recently had Fortune Feimster on the show and also uh, Elise Lunin, who is Goop's chief content <gasps> officer. If you've been watching Goop the one Lab that's on the all. Netflix show, yeah, the short dark hair. Wow, yeah, I had her on that one. Is that one? I think we'll have just aired when How this was one. that. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, uh, it was good. Okay, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, you just have to listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and listen to Childish, my podcast with, I mean, sorry, lift up Childish. My, <laughs> Thank you. My yeah. my, it doesn't uh, count unless you say lift up. <laughs> parenting podcast that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons. We just had Jimmy Pardo as a guest. Um, and that is fun. And I also, I have been enjoying Homeland quite a bit. Mm. I just love that show. It's oh, still on. <laughs> I know. That was oh, my whoa. reaction too. I went from like, oh, it's still on to like, I'm right back into it. So, and I would like to lift up, um, do you guys follow the holistic psychologist on yes. Instagram? Yes. She has lots of really good stuff that makes you go, mm. Helpful. Yeah. yeah. I like her little charts. Yeah. Um, have you listened to Claire Danes on Dax Shepard's podcast? No. We can't give him a plug. I know, I know. Uh, but I really liked her. I thought she was so darling. I didn't even if, know she was on his podcast. Yeah, it was a weird guest. Th- it's not like she even had anything new right. besides Homeland, but you'll like her even more. Well, I'll go listen then. Yeah, it was nice. Great. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Once again, got nothing for you to lift up. Post Hillary. <laughs> yeah, Hillary Hulu Clinton's doc. podcast. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Well, I'm sure I'm having a blast <laughs> Instagram storying that in all its forms. Hillary's On the four, East Coast. <laughs> four part. Are and you then, going to watch it on your trip? Uh, no, I might save it to when I'm back. Okay. I might do a watch party like on that <gasps> oh, on the next Friday. Oh well, hmm. Let's see. I'll be I'll be fun. I'll okay. <laughs> Why should I? I love auditioning my I'll friends for invites to parties. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by the by the way. Yes. Hello. Hello. I I never get an invite to anything Kevin Porter related. Can I tell you a real anxiety I have? Truly? Yes. I'm not kidding right now. Uh one, I assume married people with children don't want to hang out. And two, I assume people with lovely homes of their own don't want to come to my danky ass apartment you have a to lovely like. Apartment. I think it's it lovely. It photos really well. Yeah. I feel envy whenever I see. And you're right. Married with kids makes it much harder to go out. But I would still like an invite. Oh, well, come I'll, on. I'll toss an invite. I speak for all the people who don't wow. get invited. Oh wow, she represents. We're unionizing. Right. She marched. Yeah. She marches <laughs> for all those for all those that weren't on a group text. Uninvited rights. Instagram uninvited close friends. Rights. <laughs> I might like to see little woman women. Little oh. woman. <laughs> yeah, I can you tell she's a huge right. fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I think by the time this comes out, it'll be out of theaters. But on home video. <laughs> you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash good Christian fun. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We donate a dollar to charity for every review you leave. And this month's charity is the Immigration Institute of the Bay Area. Look them up. They're great. B-A-Y or B-A-E? <laughs> B-A-E, obviously. <laughs> of the Bay Area. <laughs> I had nothing but respect for people who immigrate to my bay area, <laughs> which Yo. is also known as my apartment. 
Allison, thanks so much for joining Thank us on the show Thank today, you for friend. Me. What a so fun, fun time. Really great. And there's nothing left to say except for an off pot's people say Amen. Amen. And now let's go out with an anthem for mutual respect and reciprocity <laughs> in a covenant context. Sure she get hers. And then Well it's my <laughs> turn now. Yes, it's my, my turn. I want you to think about this. <laughs> I want you to have this plane and you say head. that like that'll be a bad thing for me. <laughs> It'll enhance the <laughs> like experience. I'm not horny for Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Close the book and I shake my head. Sometimes I can't believe the things I've read. I don't deserve what he did for me. That was a headgum podcast.